It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Je m'appelle Simon. In case you wanted to know how I sound in French, <laughs> somebody said that. How do you sound when you speak French? Eh ben, je parle français comme ça. C'est le vrai son de ma voix. It's the real sound of my voice, the original, l'original. And there is a little difference, right? When you, if I don't know if you speak French, but if you do, you know, we uh, like when I speak French, it's lower. Je parle français. I speak English. I don't know why. I speak English in a higher tone than I speak French. Anyway, the show is in English. Good news. <laughs> so we're not going to have to speak French. Uh, and, and if you have any questions in English or actually in French about your relationship, just call me, please. The lines are open. They're already light up, actually. But every phone call is welcome. 855-905-8255. We are going to talk about love on the rendezvous next. If you have a question for me, please call the rendezvous now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lily. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lily. What's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help you tonight? So, recently, my boyfriend and I moved in together, and I noticed a weird little quirk of his. He seems to be talking to himself uh, when mm -hmm. he's in, like, a different room from me, like, having conversations with himself. And it's a little mm -hmm. weird. I don't really know how to bring it up without upsetting him. I mean, um, when he does it, what's your intuition? Is it scary, weird, funny, creepy? Um, it's a little weird. I don't think it's scary or anything, but he's not doing it for me. It's not like he's making a joke. It's definitely a conversation he's having with himself. Yeah. Um, I would say I would laugh about it. I mean, it's something, uh, it's a reaction from childhood usually when... Um, your lonely child. Did he have brothers and sisters, or was he a lonely child? He has an older sister, but I think they're like 10 years apart. Yeah, so what happens sometimes when you are on your own as a child, that's I get from my sister who's a shrink, is, is that you invent you know, your own dialogue to um, chase loneliness. So I think you can, you can laugh about it, it's okay, as long as you don't feel it's like threatening or weird. Say, hey, I'm here, what are you saying? And just like that, but in a nice way, what are you saying, honey? And he's going to laugh. And mm -hmm. if that's all there is with him, it's not too bad. You know, if that's the only thing that bothers you, I mean, it shouldn't bother you. You can just, you can just say, he needs, maybe that makes him feel good. Maybe it makes him feel calmer. And when you hear it too much, say, hey, I'm here. What, what are you talking about? I want to in. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. You know, we all have emotional reactions. Uh, I, I live alone. I have my only teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, to talk to, so I guess I talk to him sometimes. So what would you think if you saw me talking to my teddy bear and said, Simon has lost his mind? But, <laughs> and that's also true, but it's not bad. So I think we have to be tolerant and, and use a sense of humor. So I would do that if I were you, okay? Okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate your advice. It's helpful. You're most welcome. Thanks, Lily, for calling in and have a good night. You too. Bye, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go answer Chrissy's Facebook message question because she is married and then she's now in a very difficult situation. So she needs my help. Uh, her Facebook message is next. So I got a Facebook message at the rendezvous show from Chrissy who goes, Bonjour Simon, I am married and I fell in love with someone else. I didn't mean for it to happen and I want to stay with my husband. So how do I turn off my feelings for this other guy? Please help. Chrissy, that's a tough situation you're in. Yes. What can you do when you are married and you fall in love with somebody else? 
How can you turn that off? I'll give you my advice next. What should you do if, like Chrissy, who sent me that Facebook message, you are married and out of the blue, you feel like you're falling in love with somebody else? You didn't mean for that to happen. You want to stay with your husband, but yet you are in love emotionally with another person. How do you turn it off? Here's my advice. Um, it's like um, one of the big red flags that something is missing in your marriage. And I'm glad you didn't do anything bad. It's okay to feel it. I think you should go see a therapist because you have to you know, look inside what happened in details, what was missing for you to suddenly feel that your heart belongs to somebody else that is not your husband. But I like the intention of, you know, not want to leave your husband, but you've got to talk about it with a shrink. Not a friend, nobody. Somebody you can trust professionally. Talk to the shrink, work on it, and then you'll be free from that emotion. Otherwise, it won't go away. That's my advice. You call that next. If you want to share a personal romantic story, big gesture, small gesture, sweet moment, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Gianna. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jenna. So, understand your husband does something super romantic for you. What is he doing? My husband finds a way to um, hide my wedding ring from me every year, and he proposes to me every year on our anniversary. You serious? Yes, this is seven years, this last um, year. And he hid my wedding ring, and randomly, when we were out working throughout the day, he found a time to get down on his knee and propose and ask me for another year of marriage. I mean, this is really sweet. I've never heard that. And I've heard hundreds of wonderful love stories. How does that make you feel each year? It's really precious. It's it's so sweet that he goes above and beyond. It's not big, dramatic, like flash mobs, but he always finds a way to make it come from his heart. He's he's not a guy of many words. <laughs> um, so for him just to take the time out to figure out a way to do that every year, he's just it's been the best gift he could possibly give me. Uh, listen, I, I love it. I love the tradition. Uh, and I think many people could do that too. So thank you for sharing. And, and this is a beautiful tradition, actually. We propose every year. Good for you, Jenna. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go answer Kelly's question because she was dating a guy. Uh, things were going great, but something happened. And now she wants to know what to do. Her Facebook message is next. So... Kelly sent me a Facebook message question at The Rendezvous Show. Very interesting question. She says, Bonjour, Simon. I told the man I was dating that I don't want kids. And he does. So he kind of faded away on me. But we had such a great connection. And it's been six months. And I can't stop thinking about it. I'm even thinking it wouldn't be so bad maybe to have a kid with him. Should I tell him or do you think it's too late? What should I do? Mm, Kelly, first, thanks for the Facebook message. And uh, I'm going to tell you, what should you do when you don't want to have kids and your partner does? Um, my answer is next. So this is a real dilemma from Kelly who sent me a Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show. Basically, you know, she was dating a guy. She doesn't want kids. He does. So the guy faded away. Thing is, Kelly still thinks they had a great connection. It's been six months. She can't stop thinking about it and wondering, you know, should I finally, you know, give in and have a kid with him? Is it too late? What should I do? Here's my advice. Don't betray yourself. We don't have a kid just to keep somebody. We want to be a parent because we want to be parents. That's something that I'm very strong on. 
we'll have the right to say, yes, we want to be parents, or no, we don't want to be parents. But we can't compromise this for the sake of the kid. Think if the kid was in heaven looking at before he went on earth, and he said, oh, my mom's going to have me. She doesn't really want to have me, but she wants to keep my father happy, so she's going to have me. That's not fair. My advice is don't betray yourself. Find somebody who doesn't want to have kids and enjoy. Thanks, and you call the next. Bonjour, Megan. Bonjour, Simon. What is up? Okay, Simon, so I need your advice because in my last relationship, I was I felt happy, I felt in love, but I kept having nightmares where I had to save my boyfriend from these crazy situations like the house was on fire or the neighborhood was having a shootout or just crazy stuff. And then it turned out that in real life, he was going through a lot of anxiety and depression and was in denial. And I was trying to save him, but he wouldn't save himself. So mm -hmm. obviously the relationship ended because he wouldn't partake. And then in my current relationship, I'm happy. My boyfriend is a wonderful man. However, I'm starting to have these dreams where he just leaves me. He breaks up and I'm left feeling empty. And I'm scared that because of my past experience, these dreams might also mean something. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not a shrink or a psychologist, but I've had a good shrink for years. And I've worked on my own dreams. M dreams are the expression of your subconscious. It's a direct microphone uh, from your subconscious to your conscious. So mm -hmm. yes, you should take that seriously. Um, but I'm not a shrink, so I don't know what that means. All I can tell is that it could be a projection of a fear from the past, it could be from your childhood, it could be from your adulthood, but I'm going to give you really an insight, which is what uh, my sister who's a shrink said to me, is that when you don't know, I really think it's worth spending 30 you know, minutes with a good shrink and address this issue. Because sometimes we project on our partner anxiety, fear, childhood uh, difficulties or challenges on, on our today's life as adults, and we, we sabotage a good thing. So would you be comfortable, you know, maybe finding a shrink to talk? Just, you probably just need one session, you know, and, yeah. and just, I yeah, think it would help so you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I should because it's been really eating at me. Yes. I, I hear you. Listen, I have a great shrink, so I talk to him when I can, but um, he's, he's been great, and we've often talked about the meaning of dreams, and um, you know we need to know what it means, and it's a mistake to dismiss dreams as just dreams. It's a wonderful tool that we all have, and that's why I actually just I write all my dreams on my notebook uh, when I have them, so I can remember them and tell my shrink about it. Oh my it. So, God, that's a great idea. You should try it, Megan, because otherwise, you know, we all forget it, and then we, oh, I wish I remember. So I write them, yeah. I have a notebook, and I write it on my uh, bedside table. Okay, I will do. Thank you so much, Simon. You're most welcome, Megan. Thank you for calling, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Coming up, I am going to answer a voicemail question from Jim, so his question is next. If you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, leave me a voicemail with your question at 855-905-8255, and I will answer them, like for this one. Hi, Simon. My name is Jim. Um, so I've been up for a promotion at my work, and um, my fiance, she's really, uh, I don't want to say clingy, but she really loves me, and I love her to death. I'd do anything for her. But, like, I'm just trying to find out, like, what she could do for herself as for a hobby. Um, in the spare time that I can't be with her, I, I have a pretty demanding job, 
and um, I'm up for a promotion, and I, and I feel bad if I get this promotion that I'm going to even have less time with her. And, you know, she told me one day, you know, I just wait for you to get home pretty much because I have nothing to do, and, and it's hard on me, and I really don't know how to inspire her to do something, you know, that she wants to do, like, you know, paint or make a garden. Um, thank you so much. And your show's awesome, by the way. Thank you, Jim, for your voicemail. Yeah, what can you do uh, if you're the one working and your partner is at home uh, feeling extremely bored? <laughs> My advice is next. What should you do if you are, you know, in this confinement time or if you like quarantining or even if you like just live together and, you know, you're super busy because you're the one providing for the home and your partner that you love with all your heart is bored stiff? And that's the dilemma Jim, you know, left me a voicemail about because his girlfriend is just bored stiff and he just got a promotion, which is great, but he's going to spend less time, you know, at home and less time with her and she doesn't know what to do. But here's my answer to you, Jim. It is not your job to entertain your partner when you're in a relationship. You can talk, but you don't have to worry about it. We are adults. That's for parents with their kids. And I think you have to tell your partner that she has to also find a creativity, find herself. She can't depend on you to entertain her or you will be dry out of ideas soon. It's her responsibility to entertain herself when you're not here, not yours. And that's my advice. I hope that helps you and helps her too. We all have to do our part. You call the next. Any questions, any doubt about your relationship? Call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Leslie. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help? So here's the deal. It's um, it's like a newish relationship. We've been seeing each other for a few months now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've recently found out that he is not a dog person. And my family, we're like mm. a huge dog family. Like we always grew up with dogs. And I cannot see myself being with someone that, and living with someone and not having like a dog in the family. And he is so against it. And I'm wondering if that is like too much of a red flag or if I'm being crazy. So help yeah, me. Houston, we have a problem. Right? Right. I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, is there a reason? Because I love dogs too. I love dogs. I love all animals. I often talk about the deers outside, cats. I love it. So I'm very an animal lover. But did he got bitten by a dog? Did he, I mean, that could explain what happened. I mean, not that I know of. He seems to just find them like very annoying and needy. Like it, it's like a personality thing more than a fear thing, which I feel like a fear thing would be easier to overcome because if you get a nice dog, you're over it. But... Yep. Yeah, he thinks they're annoying, they're messy, they're gross. I don't know. Okay. Um, how much do you love this guy? I mean, it, it's a little early for love, but other than the dog thing, I do feel like it could be a thing. Heading in the, We're heading in the right direction, you know? Right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, a final question. In your intuition as a woman, you should just give up now and say, listen, we don't have the same priorities or, you know, I want dogs in my house, you don't, so no need to continue to date. Or you say, you know what, maybe this is the man of my life and I won't have any dogs with him in the future if I get married to him and live with him, but I'm okay with that because he makes me so happy that I guess, you know, it's a compromise. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like he does make me happy and I want to make it work, but I'm also 
like not willing to compromise on having a dog. Okay. Well, I think you answered the question. For you, you have to have a dog. I get it. So I say it would be great to be honest with him. And if he can't overcome his uh, fear, his um, aggressivity, or his rejection of dogs, you respect that, but you won't be dating him anymore. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, I'm going to feel like a jerk about it, but it's just like a deal breaker for me. Exactly. And that's your right. It's his right to say, I don't want any dogs. It's your right to say, I love dogs. And I can't imagine my future without them. So I think you both have to be honest with each other. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's like hurting anybody. It's just life. We, we're not the same. And that's okay. Okay. Thanks, Simon. All right, Leslie. So it'll be a Debbie Downer, but I want you to be happy. No, I appreciate the tough love. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Thanks for calling. Have a good night, Leslie. Thanks, you too. Question for you. Would you continue dating someone if you did not like their friends? Let's talk about that next. Would you continue dating someone if you didn't like their friends? It's a big thing. You know, you meet somebody, you like them, and then you meet their friends, and you go, oh no, not my type of friends. So then what do you do? You continue dating them or not? Put that on my social media. Thank you for voting. 62% of you voted, no, I would not continue dating someone if I didn't like their friends. 38% said, yes, I would, and I would too, because it's all about the person you're dating, at least maybe at my age. <laughs> I really, I don't care the friends too much. Um, I'm all about you, unless the friends are like haters or stuff like that. But otherwise, I'm all about you. But that's just me. Thank you so much for voting. Thank you for spending the evening with me. Merci beaucoup, and have a good night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.